back to Jet Entertainment tonight. Uh, today, super great guest. I met him at Don't Tell Knoxville. He sat out with us for a couple hours with all the comics up there and talked to us, and we got hooked up, and he decided to come on the podcast. It's Nate or Nate Bargatze's Ooh. opener, Ooh. Justin Smith. <laughs> <laughs> what a bad intro. <laughs> you know what's sad is I wish that was the first time that ha- that slip has happened before. Uh, Nate, uh, not yeah. Nate Bargatze. <laughs> I hate that I just introduced you as Nate Bargatze's opener, too. I don't know why. No, I don't know. It's, came out. But it's, it's how people know me. and so Yeah, but not for long. You'll. I mean, I hope not, but... yeah. I mean, dude, it's, it's, it, but I understand it's, it's how people, it's, you can't help how people find you. Right, right. And you can't help people see you. Yeah. So you kind of just have to roll with yeah. it is. And it's not a bad thing. I mean, the dude's one of the greatest comics Absolutely. working right now. And he's going to be when it's all done. I mean, dude, when he's done, he will be on the Mount Rushmore. So the idea that you're like, hey, you, you opened and kind of like worked with this guy that's one of the greatest comics right. of all time. It's not an insult. <laughs> the dude is truly going to be one of the greatest well, of all time. I'm glad I didn't. So it doesn't bother awesome. me one bit. Awesome. All right, dude. Well, hell yeah. You, you travel to all these different states, right. and you eat all these different things. So you become very like a custom yeah. of, of finding all of the really great restaurants in a town. How many comics do you think have become foodies? <laughs> I mean, they are just based off of, right. unless, they're, unless they're very like strict about Diet. what they eat yeah. or they are particular like they have kind of like a kind of like a they have i my girl calls it the tism but it's like it's like they have like kind of like a they want to be in the pocket right. as far as like i only eat these textures and these things so like a lot of places like yeah, yeah. so it's like uh like chipotle uh, is like a big one the comic because it's a very safe food right because it's consistent everywhere right right but yeah, I'm always a dude. Like I, I messaged a dude today that's that yeah, uh, is in Oklahoma City, which is my hometown, and I'm like, dude, you got to get Empire Pizza, get the pink sauce, and I'm like, as I'm typing it, I'm like, dude, I sound so fat right now. <laughs> I sa- I sound so bad because you're like, but because you want to tell people like, hey, just so you know, like when I go home, this is the first place that I eat. Right. Like I, I circle this place, and so. Oh, it's very like it's I don't know it's it's hard to to be that uh, to be the guy that like you travel so much that like food becomes your life but it also becomes like when you travel you 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 have like three staples and food is one of those staples you're like right. where am I staying okay where do I use the bathroom if I have to use the bathroom here okay I have I have a way of getting around. I have a bathroom. I have a shower. I know where the club is. Now I have to find food. It's like a checklist. Right, right. And so it's you you get used to finding it. Well, Champies, you should try out Champies while you're here. What is that? It's a like a fried chicken joint. Okay. A couple places around here. It's a local place. It's very good. Yeah. So is it but like what type like cuz it's like uh I mean I think they have like KFC style chicken, but it's more Zaxby's style. I would like compare okay. to I would compare it to a, a mom and pop Zaxby's. Okay, the place is good because right. there's like there's two different types of chicken places. Yeah, yeah. There is there is kind of like the I don't know I want to call it like the corporate right the corporate chicken place yeah. where it's like everybody is like you know they have dental and they they're very like. It's just very like they're very prim and proper. Yeah, it's yeah. like they all have like associate pastor energy. <laughs> like everywhere they go, they're very like, "Yeah, we're so excited that you're here." 
That's not Champies. And uh, no, no, no. And then the other, my favorite places, uh, like like hood spots, yeah. where they're like, dude, our chicken is so good, we don't even have to have manners. We don't have comment cards. We're like, you either want this chicken or you don't want this chicken. If you want a real hood spot, I can take you to. Uh Damn, I just I think it's called Jefferson's. Okay. I a different name, but it's like a hot fish place. Okay. Yeah. Like fried hot fish and shit. Oh. Oh, dude. I love, I mean, I love trying everything. Like, so many of my favorite places are in, like, Houston. Oh, yeah. Uh, because they're like, they have great, they have great spots. There's this, uh, fried chicken place called, like, Frenchies. Oh, yeah. And it's right down from, like, the U of H campus. And every time I go there, it's, I mean, I walk in and everybody, everybody in the restaurant like turns to, and they all look at me. They're like, D- like, like I'm lost. <laughs> and, but it's like, dude, it's the best chicken that you'll ever eat. I go to the Turk, the Turkey Leg Hut is one of my favorite places in Houston. It's like, have you ever heard of Turkey Leg Hut? Oh my gosh. So they take this, they take turkey legs and then they, then they pour more things on top of a turkey leg. By the way, this turkey leg like falls off the bone. Oh, man. And, they pour like linguine and stuff on it, Damn. and I mean, dude, it's it's a it's a delight. That sounds amazing. But also, it's like once you <laughs> once you eat at the turkey like, like you you're on the clock, <laughs> like you're like you need to know where your next stop is. Right. <laughs> there's no there's no hey let's go see a movie after you <laughs> no, eat turkey like that. It's back to the hotel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's but it is worth every everything, and it's also like a great vibe. Like that's the other oh. thing too, is people don't really like hood spots have this great. A lot of them have like a great vibe yeah. to them, like a barbershop vibe. Yeah, it's yeah. very it, like it has a lot of soul, yeah. and it's very like you can tell kind of like, I mean, they're all characters in there. Like I, I think that that's kind of like the hardest thing to really describe. Like we were talking about people earlier, where it was like we're talking about people that want to talk about like a neighborhood, but have never visited yeah. any type of neighborhood. Yeah, like going to like a local, like a real barbershop. Like I knew there was a guy. Like I used to, I used to go in New York when I lived in New York City. I had a bunch of barbershops that I would go to, and one of the shops I would go to uh, was this like shop in Harlem, and I fell in love with it because the dude they would have dudes come in and sell stuff, but I like vendors. <clears throat> like I mean, because you have like the guy, the guys that sell like pirated DVDs oh, okay. and they gotcha. they sell gotcha. clothes or whatever. It's not. <clears throat> It's not just those guys. Right. My favorite, my favorite guy, because like again, I I grew up in a pool hall, so I love like hustlers. Like I love seeing somebody that comes up with a new hustle. Yeah, yeah. Like I love it so much. And uh, there's so many like good hustles. Like I was telling uh, Danielle about one of my favorite hustles I ever saw in New York. We were walking down the street. We we're right in front of McSorley's in the Village, and this guy comes up to us, and he's kind of disheveled. But he's not like dirty, dirty. And he goes, "Yeah, man, dude, I, 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 I was out drinking and I got rolled." He goes, "I'm not homeless." And he put, goes in his pocket. And he goes, "Look, this is this is my car." And he pulls out a Mercedes like laser cut key. And I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" But again, like I grew up in a pool hall, so I know what this is. Yeah. He's hustling and he has a prop. Right. And I legit, I was like, "Dude, this is amazing." 
And he goes, he's like, a what? Like, he's like, a, I go, dude, this is like, this is the best hustle that I've ever seen. I go, I grew <laughs> up around them. hustlers. This is the best one. And you could tell he didn't really know what to do with it. He goes, why? Well, I, I go, dude. And I, I gave him a 20 spot, like right there. I was like, this is legit the best hustle that I've ever seen. I go, I don't, you, and I was like giving him critiques on it. I'm like, dude, don't change a thing. Your approach was great. Everything was great. <laughs> like your, your look is great. Like everything. And he's just like, he's like, what is happening right now? <laughs> But again, like I love, I love like a good hustle, like a dude that's right. really like to trying call to call that dude on his hustle though, and just sit there and give him advice. The, oh, like yeah. well, he's like, what? The? Well, I mean, there was no advice to give. The dude was killing it. Like, right. Legit, you have the best prop in the world because even and especially if you're if you're like again, it's a guy that knows yeah. his marks and knows who he's trying to talk to. The dude walked up to guys that clearly don't have a Mercedes, but recognize the logo. Yeah. And you you go, oh, it would it's something that would work on people that look like we look. Now we're yep. two broke comics. <laughs> but, I mean, but he doesn't know that. Right. But you're like, as somebody that that sees that on a you know, yeah. grew up around it, that's something that you're like, oh, I love that so much because it's an element of creativity that a lot of people like miss. You know what I mean? Like in the barbershop, that barbershop I was talking about, a dude like came in and he was selling like power tools, but he was like wearing like he was wearing like uh, pants and boots, and he had like this yellow crossing guard vest. And he goes, "Yeah, I got power tools," and he's selling them for like I mean, it's so funny because he tried to sell it. He started out. He goes, one of the barbers goes, "How much you want for that sander?" And he goes, "A hundred dollars." And the barber goes, "Nah." And then the guy goes. Ten dollars, and he goes sold, and you could just tell he's like, "Oh, I did not handle that negotiation <laughs> well at all." I could, I had so much to play with. There was so much, and he, and he, but he just he sold it, and but it took me a minute to realize that when he sold it for ten dollars, I realized the dude, the dude just, and then he folded up his construction vest. And then put it in his back pocket and then just walked across the street and ate lunch. And you go, oh, that dude just walked on a construction site. He just stole a vest and then just took some power tools and then walked off. And you're like, dude, that's one of the most amazing hustles. It's great. Like, dude, like when you find a gimmick like that, I don't say you can say gimmick because there's more. There's so much more art to it than a yeah. gimmick. Like I've seen gimmicks. Right. And it makes it. They're so corny. It makes me roll my eyes. Yeah. But, dude, when you see a guy that really understands the way the human mind works, especially, like, average people. Yeah. Because, like, on some level, that's what I'm doing. Like, yeah. I'm on stage telling a story, right. really trying to, like, I'm bringing people into this world. Yeah. Every that, time you say the other day, yeah, you're, you're throwing it at them. Because they're, you didn't, that wasn't the other day. You might have wrote that joke a year ago right. about something. Well, and, it's even more like just bringing them in, like, it's it's kind of a thing where it's like I always feel like in comedy you're the the thing you want to achieve is you're striving to paint a better picture than you were six months ago a year right. ago where it's like when you start out all you want to be is funny and then once you learn how to be funny you want to be funny consistently and then yeah. once you are funny consistently then you kind of you learn you want to be funny in your way and then you really find your voice and then it becomes like you want to bring people kind of into this world that you create and right. it starts out you just like i just want people to be interested in coming in the front door 
And then you're like, oh, and then I, but I want them. And then once you kind of get them in the front door, you go, well, I want them to kind of want to see the whole house. Right. And then by the end, like uh, you get to a point as a comic, if you keep evolving, where you're like, I want to be so good at this that I want them to be able to smell the paint drying. Like that becomes your goal. Yeah. Where you're like, like when people come to see me, I don't want to just make them laugh and have something that's funny but forgettable. I mean, we know tons of comics. There are comics that are all over comedy club walls all over the country <clears throat> that were very funny. Yeah. They were funny. They could make you laugh and clap and you had fun for an hour, but yeah. you don't remember anything that they said when right. you leave. And you may like remember their face, but you're not like it's like it's like seeing a it's kind of like just seeing like a, a, a whatever movie. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like seeing like a Chris Kattan like, movie. Eh, it was good. Where you're like, I, I've, so, I've seen so many Chris Kattan movies where I'm like, oh, that was fun. <laughs> and if it popped up on my, if it popped up on Netflix, right. you're like, absolutely, I will watch yeah. Corky Romano because I'm sitting here. But you're like, I've never, I've never looked at anybody in the eyes and go, dude, Corky Romano changed <laughs> my life. Like, I'm a different person because I was this guy, and then Corky Romano came in, and then I'm all different. And that's no knock on him. Like, I'm not talking yeah, yeah, yeah. trash about him. Because yeah. anybody that creates I on any level, you you got to tip the cap 100%. to who they are and them trying to be that person. As long as they're honest. They're right. They're just trying to, you know, they're not just creating stuff at the easiest way to get somewhere, like to gain fame and fortune. 100%. As right. long as they're a true artist, yeah, right. I appreciate all art. I love all art. Yeah, because it's like it's that it's that great thing that Patrice always said, where he he talked when he's talking about jokes, but I think it works in every art form where it's like good art and bad art come from yes. the same birth. I love that they come from the same place. Yeah. So for somebody to find like good art or find their voice or yeah. find a good joke, they they come from the same place that bad jokes come from. Right. And it's all about continuing to experiment. And that becomes harder as you get older. And I think even like adults, like you see people that run businesses. Yeah. And they are afraid to try a new thing because they don't know. I mean, like I knew a comedy club that I, one of the comedy clubs that I started in, that it was just like refused to change with the times. And, and like I remember going back, I mean, oddly enough, about a year and a half before it closed, uh, they were like, I don't get it. So people come to your club and they record a podcast and people buy tickets to watch that. And you go, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you've been around. At all. I don't know what iPhone you're on right now, but it's it's a big thing. Like, I mean, you you sit there like you're like I just know like when you hear a, when you hear somebody say something like that, you just know all their apps. There's no folders. Right, they're just right. there's 36 screens, and that's all it is. But you're like you're like if you're not willing to evolve or just continually try, yeah. Like you don't have to be like a young thing. Like right. I know so many comics. Like like Mark Maron is one of the best examples of he continues to evolve. But he evolves in his way. Right. He's still like an OG. Yeah. He has that perfect thing where he still loves stand up. He's still incredible at it. Like watching him work is very like like if you wanted like a lesson in like controlling a crowd and like silence and building a moment. Oh yeah. Marin is unbelievable. I've only that. seen his uh, 
young HBO special. Oh, dude, young you got to go. You got to start with like Thank You Pain and then just kind of watch. Because he does like a whole thing. Like when he got Thank You Pain for Netflix, it was like he did it in like this weird uh, room. That it was like it was like a small room because it was like his podcast was popping at that right, point. Yeah. So it was like it was kind of like a big thing, but he p- intentionally picked it for like a smaller room, and you watch him go from being this guy, and then over the next like two specials, like he really evolves, and not necessarily like in a way where he's trying to be young. It's him kind of dealing with all the things that he's you know that life kind of has brought his way. Right. In his own way. Right. And it's very cool to watch. And it's like, if you want to look at somebody that like ages kind of like with grace and not trying to be like somebody else, like Marin is the best example. He ages kind of like how Tina Turner aged, where you're like, she was singing all this kind of stuff. And then she found like rock and roll later in life. And you're like, dude, (laughs) where is this bit? You mean, I mean, like, she was great when she was doing all that, uh, you know, other stuff. And it's all great. But you're like, dude, when she found rock and roll, you got to hear, like, the peaks of that yeah. voice. Yeah, the full potential. Of oh, dude. Do. Yeah. It was cra- it's crazy. And you're like, I, wanna, I want to continually strive to be like that dude. Yeah. You know what that's I mean? That's awesome. Yeah. To, because I think that's uh, a big thing, at least from what I've heard, just talking to comics in the local scenes and stuff where they talk about how you know, scenes have ceilings and stuff like that, and a lot of people you see them. They've been they've been in a small comedy scene for ten years, yeah, and they're not doing anything because they've reached the ceiling. They've reached the height that you can reach within that scene, and instead of going to a a bigger comedy scene to start over and reach a new height, they just kind of stagnate. Yeah, know? I mean, people do that a lot, but I think the the beauty of kind of what we were talking about earlier when we were kind of talking about how this the generation kind of that I'm in they weren't really taught the way that the generation before us was taught like because the generation before us they had comics that kind of came along and brought them along yeah and we didn't really have that we were kind of like because they were still trying to figure out their stuff, and so like we didn't have anybody to kind of be like, "Hey, come on the road." Like like uh, the generation before us, they had like guys like Keith Robinson in yeah. New York was yeah. very influential of all these like young Hard, comics. Big. Like there, there's like a whole thing of like, I mean, like dude, you just named that car. That car coming from Philly had Kevin Hart in it, Kurt Metzger, Mike Vecchione, Big J. I mean, you had all these comics that were in like, and Keith molded all those dudes yeah. and gave them very sound advice. And, uh, I mean, there wasn't, when I was in New York, there wasn't, I didn't have any of those dudes. Right. Like I was cool with all those, like a lot of guys, yeah. but there was a lot of like, kind of like youth that we were around hanging out. And there was a lot of us too. Like yeah. uh, the, this generation of comic, that's why there's so many of us because there, I mean, we were just everywhere and older comics didn't really know what to do with us. Yeah. But that was kind of the thing is is all these older comics are, are again, like, hating on TikTok clips and YouTube. And, what are you putting a free special out or something like that? And you're like, yeah, you didn't really teach me. Like, you never taught me how to go and negotiate with a booker about right. my price. You didn't really tell me how, hey, how do I seek out a manager or an agent? Like, you didn't teach me any of this stuff. Like, a lot of times, like, they'll even talk about, like how like how much you should like get paid 
Like all these things like negotiated, like all yeah. that stuff, they don't, you know, you don't learn any of that stuff. So you kind of just got to figure it out on the fly. And then, so it's like, you didn't teach us any of this stuff. And so now we just kind of had to figure it out on our own. Right. And we did, we figured it out. We built followings yeah. and you're mad at how we did it. And so like, and now we, we also made New York and LA kind of not necessary yeah. as much as it used to be right. because you have people that like can build followings in Florida. You have people that can build followings in Denver, Colorado. You have yeah. people that can build followings in Houston, Texas. Ali Sadiq never left Houston, Texas. That's never. That's so wild. And the dude is one of the sickest comics alive. Yes. 100%. So I think it's it's a thing where you like when you have like an unconventional way, like it teaches you how to to really kind of find your own, make your own way. Right. And. It's like a lot of them don't like it, but it's like, yeah, you, you, we wanted to learn your way, and you weren't interested in teaching us, yeah. so we found our own way, and now it's working. It's working. Right. It's we're we're plugged in directly to our audience. Yeah. Um, if you get to that level, like also getting that level, because now, now we're in a social media world where it's like now you're dealing with a different gatekeeper in social media right where it's like they only play your stuff like imagine it's an algorithm i mean it, the algorithm is crazy because imagine doing a stand-up show and you're up there and all these people came to see you yeah and it would be like the club being like all right so just so you know only about three tables are going to be able to hear what you say so i mean i know all these people are here to see you yeah. they've all hit follow and subscribe and all this stuff but we're only going to let about three tables hear you. And if those three tables like really like you and really like if they turn around to the tables behind them, like, can you guys hear this? <laughs> if you guys can hear this, you got, I mean, this guy is great. Then the other table, then we start turning the sound on, on all the other tables and then the other tables will like it. And then sometimes the, the tables, if they, if the, if the tables that got turned on, if they really like it, they can get their phones out and then they can start recording. You know, it's a whole process. But, but if they don't like, but you got to get those first three tables. And if those first three don't like you, we're kicking you off the stage. Yeah, you're out. Yeah, you're, out. you're out of here. You're not allowed back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't come back. It is, it is really like, if you think about social media, in the moniker, like, or in like, if you think about social media in the framework of if it was a club or a live event and your followers were audience members, the idea that not all your audience members can hear the show, right. if you put it in that perspective, you're like, dude, this is crazy. Like, why, it, why would I do this? It's infuriating. <laughs> it really is. That you're like, I just, I can't believe that my people can't hear the thing that they signed up for. And it's a very frustrating thing to deal with. But again, that's the thing where you're like, I would much rather deal with a gatekeeper like that yeah. than the one that's just like, oh, you're fat. Oh, you don't, I don't like the way that your nose looks. That's like at least there, at least that monster i can find a way right. to beat you can trick it i can trick it i can find a way to trick it yeah i mean dudes have been doing it for i mean dude some of the instagram tricks that uh dudes have taught me where you're like yeah just do this or do that and you go oh that's brilliant that's great and i mean it's i, I to be able to trick that monster is very like it's very it's fun when it wins. Right. When you win, when you go, oh, <laughs> this it. is what this thing thinks. I trick, like, I got it. Right. Again, it's that hustle yeah, thing. Yeah. It's like, 
Got me another one. I got it. Game this. I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it does feel like you're like. I think that's kind of the weird part about the social media thing, because everybody wants like I. I meet people that aren't in, like they're not trying to gain a following, like they're not. That's what's so like that is a weird thing to me. Yeah. That I have to have like, and I'm try. I try not to be like judge. I don't want to be like judgmental. Right. But I'll meet people that are like, yeah, I didn't. My post didn't get very many likes, and you're like, oh, are you are you like a musician or like a an actor or something? And they go, no, no, no. I go, oh, well, do you own like a business or something? And they go, no, no, no. I just I I I posted this photo, and I I wanted to get more people to like it, and you're like. Why? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. Like, why would you put yourself? I don't understand people that like put themselves through that level. Like, know. if you're if you have an Instagram, and you're like, I just want my family to see my things right. and my friends. Like, it's right. kind of like a it's a fun way to hang out. Yeah, yeah that's I lo I love that. Yeah, of course, keep up with people in your life in your circle. You know, yeah. if you if you if you're if you're a girl that struggled in college and then you become a baddie. Like when you first move out, like I, I have a friend of mine that 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 she showed. She goes, uh, she's a she's a uh, she kind of like came in her own, and like dude, she's like she's like crazy like gorgeous, but she like uh, she was t we were talking the other day and she goes, um, she goes, yeah, you should see what I look like when I was a kid, and I was like. I mean, it can't be that bad. I mean, like you see, like a like a pretty girl. You're like, oh, there's no way. Right. And then you're just like, she showed me a picture. Like, how do you look older in your elementary school picture? <laughs> like, you legit, you look like your mom. Like, it's crazy. How do I don't even know how that's possible? What you did. Yeah. But you like, you see a girl that like glows up, and you're like, dude, that's it's awesome. <laughs> uh, I wanted to ask you. Uh, because I've heard you do the bit a couple of times. I won't talk about the bit. But yeah. You have a joke where you talk about the guy putting his feet on the stage. Mm. And whenever you set it yeah. up, you always set it up as you were at an open mic at a restaurant in Norman. Right, right. Was it Othello's? I will not confirm nor deny. <laughs> That's all I wanted to know. I will not confirm or deny. That's all I wanted to know. That thing. <laughs> uh I won't. I will not. I got my answer. That's but <laughs> but if somebody were to guess, yeah, I would say that would be a real good, real guess. good guess. That'd be a real yeah. good guess. It's almost like I know the open mic schedule in Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, it's wild that you know that you're the only person that I've ever. Yeah like met that had that guess i've told that joke or i've heard that joke now three times yeah and every time i'm like, well, well yeah say it like a, like a, like a, that's the joke that i use every night <laughs> like you're like like yeah i've heard this joke three times now. oh i didn't mean i didn't mean i just meant because i've seen you three times right. <laughs> but i've heard it and every time i'm like i bet i bet it i know where that's at yeah it was that was a uh yeah <laughs> That's like a that's like a place that like when you come up in a in a comedy scene, again like we were talking about, comics kind of making their own way, like, I think a lot of times comics need to have like a sense of pride, about where they come from, because there are comics there are comics that I know, that. They, they don't 
run shows. Yeah. They don't have shows. Right. And they complain about not having shows. They complain about not getting better. Yeah. But literally all the things that you need to get better is you need to create, you need to make stage time, and hosting makes you better. And it's like they, they want spots, but they won't do what it takes. Like, you're right. like, oh, if we don't have a scene, we'll make a scene. You know? Yeah. Denver, Denver is one of the most amazing yeah. comedy scenes as far as like just, oh, we'll just do it ourselves. Which is wild. It do, it's, it's crazy that you can go to Denver on a Tuesday and have one to two to three shows every night. That's crazy. And they're all... Like I have a, a buddy of mine, a buddy, a good buddy of mine runs the club in Fort Collins, and if I'm in town doing a show in Denver, he'll go, dude, come do spots at the That's show. That's awesome. He goes, I go, but I don't have really have a car, and he goes, I'll have a comic come and get you, and then we'll bring you back both ways. That's how you so, know it's a scene run by comics. Oh yeah, yeah. Like come do this spot, come do this. They spot. want, they just want to get spots. Yeah. They want everybody doing spots. Right. It's great. I mean, dude, it's. It really is like a, it, and that's one of the scenes when I moved, <clears throat> when I thought was kind of decide scenes to like move to because I decided that I wanted to kind of change the the scenery. Right. Uh, Denver was absolutely one of the scenes that I thought about going to because of that. Because Did you ever go out there? Oh, I go out there as much as I can. Uh, w were you ever out there when Sam Talent was out there? No. So. And here's the crazy my part. New favorite, like one of my new favorites. Here's the crazy part is I've never met Sam Talent, but I will always hear about Sam Talent. Yeah. In the and I don't mean like in the sense of like you hear him the way that you hear about really good comics. Right. The Sam is a fantastic comic, but I heard about him when I would go to a club or I'd go to do a show, and. They would be like, oh, man, Woo, last week was crazy. Sam Talent was here, and it was like, dude, we had, to, we, we had to buy new furniture because people were laughing so hard they were, like, breaking the furniture. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, okay, all right, so how many tickets do we have? So, like, you're like, it's like everywhere that, he, that I would go, they would talk about him like he was, like, Jim Morrison, where you're like, you will not believe what he did. <laughs> and... It's like every time that I would hear a story, it's in line with. I don't know if you've seen his special. Not yet. Not yet. Oh, dude, I've, how are you not? You brought I, him up because I don't have Amazon Prime. No, no, no. I, I don't. Is I thought it, it was on. I thought it was on like YouTube or something. Oh, is it? I, thought I don't it was know. On Amazon Prime. I don't know. Well, it's anyway. Oh, whatever. I've heard I mean, about I, it and I have. I may have paid for. It. I don't know what. I, I don't know what I did. <laughs> I want to check it. out. If it was for pay, I paid for it. Sam, <laughs> I paid for it. Okay. <laughs> Not but it, he has this great thing. I don't even really. It's this great moment where he has the ability to take an awkward situation, and again, like I'm sorry that I'm one of, but it's such a great example of who he is. There's he's in a club, and I guess he finds out that somebody in the crowd has a gun. Oh, and so he goes. He goes. Yeah. He he takes. And by the way, whenever somebody, whenever you find out somebody without a badge right. has a gun in a room you're in, I don't care how comfortable you are with guns. It makes everybody. You, everybody else sits up a little straighter. Right. It's kind of like it's kind of like when a principal walks into a room. You're like, all right, here we go. You know, like a, you sit up straighter. And he takes this very nervous moment, and he goes, "Take it out. Take it out. Show us." And then he just starts chanting, "Gun." Gun, gun, gun. 
And he creates this whole moment that is so much fun out of an awkward situation. A real awkward situation. Yes. And it's like at the drop of a hat he was doing it. so great. And I heard stories like that everywhere that I went. And you're like, man, I think that I'm a, I think that I'm a very good comic, but I know for a fact people are not talking about me the way they're talking right. about Sam. Right. But so that's he's a dude that you're always kind of like I've never seen him, but his legend is kind of like it's kind of like how you would hear about like a tell drinking stories. Right. Or where, like Kennison coming in. Yeah, I mean Dude, it's crazy, but he, I mean, he's a dude that I've like, I've, I've always wanted to watch him do a show. It's kind of weird where you're like, there's about three or four guys that are working right now that are like, that they're not like faint, like, it's not like you're buying a ticket, Yeah. but you're like, dude, I want to, I want to like watch him. Oh, I'm going to see David Tell in November. I have never seen him live. Oh, dude, it's great. I cannot wait. It's great. It's an, it, 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 dude, it's infuriating how bored he is with destroying in a room <laughs> he's so like just kind of what whatever yeah. about it. <laughs> it's like he's mad about murdering you're like god this is just so stupid it i hear so many people so many comics on podcasts talk about him where he's like calling them like do you have a punchline about mm. a giraffe you know what i mean it's <laughs> yeah and it's almost it's a, i almost think that he thinks he's a hack and he just hates that he's like, this works? Why does this work? You know what I mean? And he throws it out there. That's the way yeah. it comes across, at least. It's very, like, it's very, it, he's a difficult dude to, like, um, he's a difficult dude to try to, like, kind of nail down. Because you don't ever really know how he feels about you. Right. Because uh, you're like, oh, dude, I'm just annoying to him. And it's like, you just, you think that you're on one level, and then all of a sudden you just see the relationship kind of like, oh, this is just what he does. Um, like, I mean, he has, I mean, I have stories where it's like he, uh, we were on the tour bus one time and uh, we were, I was on, I was on tour with, uh, Vecchione was on the tour as well. And him and Vecchione are like, they're like tight. And, uh, Vecchione has a very certain sleep schedule. He goes to bed. I mean, like, if he could go to bed off, like, walk off stage and go right to his bed, he would. <laughs> He's like that. He, he goes to sleep, er, like, early. He wakes up early. He takes cold showers. I mean, it's like he's like a retired special forces guy, <laughs> but he just happens to do comedy. That's crazy. And, but so he doesn't, uh, he does like he hates getting like waking up and all like he, it's a whole thing. And I remember one day I came out of the bus, and it's like dude, it's like three or four. Like it's it's way too late to still be up, and it's way too early to be also be up. So it's like a weird area to kind of be in. And he's just in he's just in the bus, like talking, and you're like, dude. You go, is everything okay? And he goes, Nah, that's a tell. And I go, All right, all right. <laughs> but like, just having that like phone, like, like having that be your relationship, like that's just kind of who he is, right? Where it's like he just calls people, and I think it's also his way of having a relationship with people, right? But he doesn't really know how to do that, yeah. And so, 
this is kind of his way. It's his way of communicating. Well, also you get like, I mean, even people at smaller levels, but you get to a certain level where you don't know if someone's coming to you to be a genuine friend or if they're coming to you because they know you can get them something. Right. You know what I mean? Whether it be a spot or something, you know. And I can't, because I have trust issues as it is in my life, and no one's coming to me for anything. You know what I mean? Right. So I can't imagine having to always think about whether or not that person is like, what's their angle? You're always trying to find out if they have an angle at coming at you and being friendly with you. You know what I mean? Well, that's life, dude. I mean, yeah, li- yeah. literally every time, I mean, every person in this world, like you, you, once you start popping and anything starts going good, you're going to, you're going to face that. That's going to be the, the, that's going to be your whole thing. Yeah. Is you do it, you have a podcast and things are good. Oh, now everybody wants to reach out. Right. You know, you do a, you do a show at a good club. Hey, what's your email? Not, hey, not congratulations, not whatever. It's kind of like a, Everybody wants to everybody you you learn very quickly and it's very sad what people think of you because they will you can tell by the way they react how they where they rank you and them. Right. Because if they go if they see you doing like a club or they see you like you get like a late night set or like a uh, like something big yeah. and you go to like tape and then they go oh so who books that? And you're like in their head, they're like, oh, I'm more talented than you are. Right. I deserve to be there more than you do. And they won't say any of that stuff, but, like, that's what that means. Yeah, yeah. Because they, the idea that, like, because, like, here's the thing is, like, I, like I said, like, I open for Nate. Nate's one of my good friends. Like, when Nate does Rogan, I don't go, hey, will you put on a word with me right, with Rogan? Like, right. because, like, we're not at the same level. Like, we're not doing the same things. It's like, it's like... Like the idea that you think that like again, I I like breaking everything down to look so that people can look at it in a rational way. You don't like you you think that you deserve what I got. You didn't work as hard as I did. You didn't and also if if I think that you do deserve that, I'll recommend you in a heartbeat. Yeah. If there's people that I think that deserve something, or it's like I think that they worked for it, or they showed a good attitude, or it's just I want to take a chance, I'll take that chance. But the idea that people will like kind of because they think that they're owed it, that's like a I mean, dude, that's that's every part of life. Yeah. I mean, it's like people with when you get money, when you get when you're in like a good relationship. Yeah. You, I mean, all these things where people think that they deserve what you have. Uh, they'll come out of the woodwork, right? And it's and it'll break your heart, but it also make you stronger. Well, man, I, I thank you for coming on. By the way, oh, dude, are Seriously. we done already? Yeah, like, uh, I think we got to get out of here. A little bit of time constraint. Okay, all right, cool, cool, cool. The club and everything, but gotcha. I want to have. Oh, you this on. club right here. <laughs> yeah, this club right here. Bro, you're the comic. This club right here. Yeah, I really I appreciate you coming on. Like more than I can say in words, I really appreciate. Oh, dude, absolutely, man. Anytime. I mean, dude, I, I'm gonna tell you. I I will. I, I'm gonna tell you that. Uh, Every every comic, like I said, like I said earlier, is I did not have comics really like help me a lot when I was when I was in like New York. Yeah. When it's like when I need really really needed it. Right. I didn't have like a like a day to day kind of like somebody they could look up to, and I decided that whenever I got to this place, that I was gonna be the dude. that's like I'm gonna stop that trend. 
Like, once you get the power to do it, like, I want to stop it. Well, I want you to know that that, like, sticks, that your reputation sticks with you because there are a lot of people that tell me, like, Jeff Greenspan was telling me how he's, like, I knew him from New York, super nice guy, always a great guy. Like, people, what you're doing, it, just know that it, it gets around. Like, oh, thank you, People know dude. that you're a great guy. That you makes really you are. You're, you're, I'm not trying to like blow smoke up your ass. You're <laughs> genuinely the best dude I've met in comedy this far. Just because you're such, you're, you're genuine. You're a real dude. And you are trying to help people. And it's not that like I haven't had other people help me. But like you didn't have to do any of this. You know what I mean? Right. And but I mean, did, of And course. I appreciate it. And I'm, I wish we had more time because I... I wanted to get into how you met Nate. That's a great story. Yeah. So if you'll come back on, I would love to have 100%, you 100%, dude. Anytime, I, anytime I'm here, absolutely. Yeah. We'll awesome. set it up again. What if we come up to Nashville? We could come up to anytime. Nashville. Anytime. You bring this rig to Nashville, we'll Incredible. do it for sure. Hell yeah, dude. We'll yeah. get in touch. But do you have anything to plug, promote? I mean, anything you want to Uh, Just all my dates. Uh, follow me on Instagram, Justin Smith Comedy. Uh, follow my TikTok. I post a bunch of stuff. Follow me on YouTube. All the things, all those things really help uh, all my stuff. So any of those things, JustinSmithComedy.com. Uh, I don't have a web. Oh, I just no. I just use a link tree. Oh, okay. I'm just like I was tired of paying for it. <laughs> you know, that's such a that's such a bad thing to say <laughs> now. But you're like you're like, dude, all my links are right here right. in my bio. Right, right. Like, why do I have to pay this much for yeah. whatever? So, uh, I mean, that'll probably change soon. But this is <laughs> uh, my link tree has everything, all my dates and everything. Come see me live, and come hang out. Awesome. All right. I guess that's it. Thank you, bro. I appreciate it. Thank you.